in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Tara Sokol, and joined by my co-host and uh, uh, partner in crime. Money launderer. Money laundering pal, <laughs> you, uh, Chris Dewar. Today we are reviewing the Netflix American crime drama series Ozark, Season 4, Part 1. Now, uh, for those of you fans of Ozark, you're in the right spot. If you have not a fan, stop watching this now because this review will be a spoiler. Spoiler warning. There's just so much to talk about, which we have to, you know, dive in. But uh, first of all, a little bit of a recap uh, for those. Ozark is a great family crime drama where they, we follow the family, the birds, Marty, Wendy, and his family. Marty, in the beginning of the series, uh, was involved in a cartel, a money laundering scheme, where now he... Has been for he has forced his family and him to go to the Ozarks over the course of this time to uh, basically survive and launder money. As they continue to do so, they've gotten deeper and deeper into this hole, this crime hole, if you will. And uh, uh, where we left off, season three is they were going to see the head of this crime family, Omar Navarro, thinking that they are going to get the proverbial whacked. And uh, we have this wonderful moment where uh, they're not, and Helen, who was the kind of the go-to lawyer of the cartels and kind of a force to reckon with, she is taken out. So now they're realizing, you know, wow, what's going on? So we're left with that. Um, we've got, um, you know, a lot of our characters are kind of scrambling and our one of our main characters, Ruth, who was kind of a longtime liaison with the birds, she has decided then to work with Darlene Snell, who was... A force we reckon with uh, growing drugs and whatnot in the Ozarks, and so she turns with her and Wyatt, and uh, yeah, it's it's we're left off with a lot of a lot of big questions on where this is gonna go. And we found out a while back Netflix was gonna break up season four into part one and part two, so total of fourteen episodes. We had only seven episodes, but just in the right amount to keep us wondering, and left this season with quite a cliffhanger as well. Yeah, because you know. Knowing it's going to be one long final season, and we are going to get part two, I'm sure, in just a few months, uh, maybe by summer or maybe by the fall. So they're not going to leave us hanging too long. But uh, how is this show going to end? You know, this show is definitely one that is uh, stressful to watch at times. Uh, the pacing is always very great. And although it is uh, this family drama and there's a lot of connections of different characters, there's always that impending doom because as this is very much a show about money and making sure everyone gets their share and obviously there's there's bidding wars of who's growing what and who's making what uh sometimes people need to be taken out uh literally uh for the safety or the uh continuation of said cartel or product or whatever so it's always scary because you're like at any point one of these characters gets shot and especially marty doing his job as best he can is always often in a, a sense of danger Another big thing, too, that was left off the end of season three was the death of Wendy's brother, Ben, uh, who was a great character that, you know, Ruth had started to uh, have a romantic connection with. But knowing that Ben having his mental disorder, uh, you know, bipolar disorder, knew that it was going to be a potential threat to all of this situation. 
there was the hit put out and of course Wendy having to let that happen and that is definitely something that was continued into season four the revelation of how that is handled by everyone that they're playing it off like Ben has just disappeared that he's not around anymore that maybe he went down to Kentucky or Kansas or something and you could tell that definitely the kids Charlotte and Jonah have are dealing with it in their own way especially Jonah Jonah this this season thus far has really become very distant from the family um he doesn't trust you know a lot of his parents now because when he found out you know he went to go almost shoot Helen thinking that it was Helen it was like it wasn't me your mom gave the order so he has a huge distrust now for his mom so he actually has become uh hired by Ruth uh who bought the Lazio hotel so there she's starting to do her laundering business there and Jonah has been hired to follow in his father's footsteps uh sins of the father here we go it's continuing um, and he's now going to be the money launderer for her business. So 14 years old, he's got his whole computer thing set up and he's starting to do that. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting to see, okay, that cliffhanger of season three, Helen getting shot in the head right from the birds and they're just bat with blood. What's going to happen? So clearly Navarro is giving trust to them to think that he you know, they're the best option to run everything. But this, of course, is still going to make it very hard to move on because, damn, I mean, any point, bam. Well, I think anytime when you're a crime family, you never know what's going to happen. Loyalties shift all the time. And speaking of loyalty, we this season, we get introduced to a new character, and that is uh, Omar's oh nephew, uh, Javi, Javier, uh, who is... Um, fantastic uh, in this season. He is yeah, played, played by uh, Alfonso Herrera. And to me, this character just feels like a Jaguar. Like he, he, you know, what Omar has represented. Beautiful look at, but he'll come at you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a handsome guy. What Felix Solos has provided for Omar Navarro is this looming threat, you know, because he runs the business and he's very commanding. Javi is the young hothead. Who who's, is supposed to take over for the cartel? You know, he's supposed to take over for his uncle's operation. And he, man, I mean, just off the bat, he comes in to those arcs and he shoots the sheriff in like the first, like the second episode. Um, and I mean, the guy had like 10 seconds of screen time. He was like, Who are you again? He's like, I'm the sheriff. I'm looking for Helen Pierce. He's like, Come in. I'm just uh, watching another place. Shoots him right in the head. And it was just like, okay, so this guy, no, no business. He's, I mean, no questions asked. He goes straight to doing what he needs to do. So he's a very powerful threat throughout this uh, first he's, half. He's been of the wild card. Actually, at parts, I thought potentially is he going to take out his uncle, which even there's, there's moments where due to the nature of, you know, they have sometimes these trucks that go through to supply weapons, supply uh, sometimes dope and all that stuff. Omar is even like, look, if some of the stuff does not go right and he thinks it's tracked to me, he will kill me. If, if he sees any weakness in the family and the cartel, he will kill me and take over. So even the birds are kind of notified like, hey, if this looks at all wrong, he could come after me. And we've had also this dealing with FBI agent Maya Miller, who she's come in and, you know, trying to make this deal of 
if we can get Omar to give up X amount of stuff, maybe after some jail time stuff, he could potentially have a free life. Uh, but she's kind of also this agent that takes her job very seriously and she's not going to put, you know, things aside, you know, and, she, and there's a moment in the, this first half that she does a choice that almost ruins everything, which I thought that was very like, whoa. It's very, it's very different from, you know, the first two seasons we had Roy Petty, people like Jason Harner, the first FBI agent is following Marty, who was kind of like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get this done. Uh, and he's not so by the book. He's just like, I want to get justice, but at what cost? So it's, it's a nice little contrast. And I just, it, it's such a great thing to see her where last season, she's just this pregnant FBI agent just walking around, but she, she's means business, you know? And I, I like that. It's something about the show is really great. It really kind of rakes you, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. And a lot of these characters, you look people like Ruth. I mean, she's a force to be reckoned with and she's a little itty bitty gal and people have underestimated her quite a bit. Uh, and same with a lot of these other characters. You do have also, yes, we have Darlene. So Darlene, of course, who's been running her own dope business this entire time and is having her ongoing romance with the young Wyatt. Uh quite an age difference there uh they've they've started you know of course being a couple uh in season three and um you know ruth coming in to be this kind of third partner of course she's kind of treated with respect but a little bit on the outside and darlene's very much that kind of character that is as long as you are honest with her and you do everything through her you're going to be fine but any kind of slip of doing something outside she's going to take it very personal and knowing that there's a moment where she has to go do something with Marty and Wendy immediately Darlene gets, you know, like on the back end, like, well, what's going on? And man, Darlene, Darlene to me is also this wild character because although she can be nice and sweet and has this kind of romantic side to her, it's like the moment she's on the back end of something shotgun out, shoot people. <laughs> and it's like, all right, you're going to take out my people and take out your people. And of course, the big deal is that she was not supposed to be running her dope deal as the cartel was supposed to be the only provider in this whole area. And that's a big revelation that, no, she's still doing her business. There's some great moments with this whole flip between Charlotte and Jonah, where I think in the first couple seasons, Charlotte was like really kind of the one who was like the whiny kid. I really got to know with her. And then she's like, you know, why would we do this? Jonah just kind of did his thing. And he's like accepted it. And he was very much old. He was he was kind of born older where he kind of like very mature for his age. And this one where him and his mother, just this very antagonistic relationship. And Charlotte's just kind of like, you know, whatever, I, I, I'm here to handle business. And then I think it's very interesting that they're coming to this, we're at this halfway point of the series, uh, you know, towards the end of the season. And they got to figure out, you know, what's, what's the next step in life where Jonah's like, I don't want to be with his family. And Charlotte's kind of like, I wanted this family or is college or are there other opportunities for me to get out from under this? Uh, but what's great about this overarching thing is Wendy, man, talk about her. She's become more and more ruthless as this series began. And this whole first half, this part one, she is just ruthless as it come as she's creating this, this empire, they're building the foundation and she's like kind of just doing whatever. And it's like at the expense of like, Almost, I'm on. My, I'm one of my kids in prison just to prove a point. It's like, and it's you see the cracks where I think her and Marty, where in the series they were broken and then they had to come together because of this, you know, now they're kind of falling apart again. As it's like, 
it's very interesting to see where Marty has maintained is really, he's this good guy and he's trying to be good this whole time, but it's kind of like, they're like, we're almost out of this, but what is, what is us after this? And, and can there even be an us after exactly. this? Like, you know, the, the, can they they're even all, go well, they're back all talking to Chicago? About, yeah, we're going to go to Chicago. It's all going to be great. It's like, no, like, you know, even Maya keeps saying like, you know, there's no after this, you have, you're going to be going to jail, you know, because you're still, you know, money laundering and all that stuff. And yeah, the point where, you know, at one point Wendy goes over to the, the motel and she kind of gets in and does something so that Jonah's work would be compromised. And he has, you know, Marty comes over to help him and he's like, well, who else would have known this? He's like, no one, I haven't told anyone. And he instantly knows that it was Wendy that, and you know, Wendy's like, he wouldn't serve a minute in jail time, but regardless, the fact that she did that to try to teach him a lesson, it's like you put your own kid potentially to go to jail and let's be real. Jonah, yeah, he can handle a gun, but I don't think he'd handle jail really well. Um, and you also have this other new character in the season that kind of reminded me a little bit of Roy Petty in a way. At first, I was like, is this Roy Petty's brother? Because they look very similar. We have Mel, who is this disgraced cop who's now a private investigator. Yeah. And he just keeps popping up on the property and being coming like, out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> just comes out of nowhere. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for Helen Pierce. And he keeps just popping up. And he's kind of in the town trying to figure out and dig up uh, material, you know, what's going on. And he's even asking questions. At one point, he goes to talk to Wendy's dad. And this is the first time that Wendy's dad even knows that Ben is missing. Um, and so that is a, you know, one of those mysteries where it's like, she hasn't even told her parent, you know, that Ben's dead. And of course, again, playing up the, the Ben is missing. You know, she's even... You know, if we had more of these these businesses, maybe someone like my brother would have been. She's saved. like eating her. He's, she's like eating her own BS. You know, it's just funny because like she's like believing her own lies, and like Marty's like, you know, he's gone, and like you know this, like he's trying to like. So it's like, yeah, and it's very interesting. She's keeping this up to almost the extreme point where at one point they're like, oh, we we found his body, and it's like someone else. And like, she's like, well, I gotta go because it's like, and like, and Marty's like, uh, you know, that's not Ben. I'm like, you know, he's dead. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm like. So it's, she's kind of like off. She's a little off kilter. I love that line. He's like, this isn't just going to go away. Like, you know, wake up, face reality. But yes, Omar at one point is brought in to have what is going to be a deal with the FBI to be like, all right, if you give up Javi, all this stuff, we can work out this. He uh, goes against it at first. And then on the way out at some point, Maya and a bunch of cops track him down. They arrest him. So obviously this triggers Javi and Javi, uh, you know, the one guy that has been working with Wendy, the political guy, you know, he's like, can you come over real quick and just sign some papers? And of course that is a trap. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a lawyer. He shows up and then Javi starts beating the crap out of Marty and he's about to kill him. And Wendy's right there in the jail with Omar being like, look, this is just a mistake. It wasn't us. It was another agent. Just call Javi, get him off. <laughs> Don't kill my husband. We'll work out a deal. So luckily, Omar abides. He's like, get me out in 48 hours. So we're at a very dangerous point because, again, Javi, Mr. Quickfire here, can do anything in a second. Well, the big kind of ending is like, we're like, all right, Omar is going to be, you know, figure it out. And again, Javi, whoa, whoa. Well, Javi goes to Darlene and Wyatt's place and he shoots both of them because they've been, he's like, look, what do we say? You're not supposed to run your operation. We're running ours. And she's like, okay. And then bam, shot both of them. It was like, holy crap. Before this, what happened was Darlene, we got the Kansas City mob 
they're still kind of in the oh, picture. That's right. And she shot him. Yeah, My Frank God. Cosgrove, the main one, she comes there. Ruth tells, you know, his son, Junior, hey, you know, she's. I just want you to know that she killed him. But then she's like, please, you know, Wyatt's going to marry her. Don't, I, please don't call, don't kill her because this is my family. So he's like, no, I won't. And she's, and then she shows up seeing the both thinking wedge, thinking Frank went back he on the did board. Yeah. yeah. Thinking that, oh, he did. So she's calling him and being like, why did you do it? Why'd you kill him? And he's like, I didn't kill anyone. And that's when she kind of realizes, oh crap. It was maybe, maybe the birds would know who it is. Like the birds maybe put a hit on it. So then she drives over to the birds, which again, at this point, there is this interesting, like they kind of feel like they're, they're on the right path to maybe we're going to get out of this. And she shows up with a shotgun and she's ready to shoot Marty being like, who's the guy who did it? Give me the name. And, and then Jonah goes, it's Javi, Javi Navarro. Yeah. He's been doing this all week, just blabber in his mouth. So, (laughs) and of course they're like, do not go shoot that man because you know, right now what they don't want is the cartel, all that stuff. And she's like, if you want to stop me, you need to kill me. The biggest yell I've ever heard on TV in my life, I think. Oh, it was just, yeah. So she's now this little Ruth. Julia Garner, this yeah. little meek actress who just kills it as Ruth. She's so good. Just screams her head off and is like so pissed. And so the, the, the first half ends with she's going to go after Javi, try to seek revenge. Yes, so now Ruth is on the war path, and we thought, you know, she was going to be okay with the birds. I don't think anymore. I think there's no there's no going back. There's no going back. And, of course, the other thing that was interesting of how the whole season started was we kind of get this, what I'm assuming is a flash forward, which I'm sure will play into the end. It almost seems like season four started with a moment where the birds are all happy and chipper. They're getting in their van, potentially leaving the Ozarks. Maybe this is the, we're getting out. And they get into a car accident. Uh, you know, at one point, Marty's not really paying attention to the road and a truck's in the wrong lane. And the full van flips multiple times and it crashed. And that was how the season started. And then obviously everything from that moment on was probably right after season three. So I'm curious, you know, we have seven episodes left. A lot can happen. Are they going to get out? Is one of the birds going to die? Ruth is on a revenge path. Javi is crazy. And I don't know, it's like, you kind of almost similar to Breaking Bad, you know, it's a very similar show. It's like, you can't see a life after this for them, but are they going to be able to pull it off somehow? Because maybe, but is the grand escape then a crash and that's it, you know, not not necessarily that means that any of them died in that car crash, but, but they leave it hanging. That was a very like, if they left yeah. it hanging like that, I'd be so mad, but yeah, powerful, powerful first half of the season definitely exciting me to get back into it but i think that one of those shows that's going to go out on a big note and i think it's very tough when you have these shows you know after the sea but every season just got better and better and i don't know what's going to happen for the birds but i'm excited so i hope you guys enjoyed watching this definitely you know my top things of this show javi love his character ruth um julie garner some of the best performances of the series and uh wendy man uh, Laura Lenny, man, just ruthless, and ruthless. Like and she could Jason be, Bateman, she's a, you know? yeah, she's, <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I, I always love Jason Bateman in the show because it's, it's, it's still a Jason Bateman character, but it's not a comedy. Yeah. You know, uh, you could, uh, not shoot me. You could, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
Uh, can you just can you get in there real quick? Give, just, give me five minutes. We, good, we don't get out of breath. Just give me five. Yeah. Just give, five? Yeah, just give me five minutes. Everyone's always Marty, giving a deadline. Like, you have you have uh, yeah. you have twenty. You have, you have five minutes. Give me seventeen. Twenty. I, 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 just I uh, just get in there and hustle real quick. And just can you do the paperwork? Okay. We we don't got time. Just no one has time. No one can sleep. And yet, yeah, the other thing that makes me laugh oh. is they're always at home having coffee. They're always they always just have coffee. And can the birds? Here's here's a drop. Can they ever finish a meal together without everyone storming well, off? They can That's finish a meal together. And if you want to have a safe house. Why would you pick a house that is like almost all glass? Yeah. Like I get it, they're probably out a little distance from other, you know, the, the main part of the town. But it always made me laugh the moment they bought that house. Um, in like I think it was season two or something. I'm like, you know, anyone could see it at any moment. Like it's yeah. all glass. And some people have. Like, yeah. so you yeah. got the oh, PIs. Yeah. And what where do those stairs yeah, We've never been upstairs. We've never seen upstairs. <laughs> That's what I want to know too. There's these questions the we hope to be answered in the second half of Ozark season four. Uh, we don't have a date yet, but I'm assuming we'll get a date sometime later this year. But of course, you can go back and watch any of Ozark season one through four, part one, now on Netflix. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.